Hi, everyone. Welcome to my LinkedIn live show. My name is Fanny Dunnigan. And every week I come to you live on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I interview a variety of experts, content creators, and people that lead with heart and great intentions. So thank you for tuning in. Let's see who is out there and let me know where you're tuning in from as well. I am so excited for this show, as every show I'm on, actually. Uh, Cameron, hey, hey, from New York. I knew you'd tune in for this one, Cameron. So glad you could join us. David from Sacramento, welcome. Jay from Prosper, Texas. Hey, Jay. He's the radio announcer. Uh, Mary from Highland Village, Texas. Hey, Mary, great to see you in there. Mindy. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And uh, I already see Jay saying to Cameron, Valhalla, my old stomping grounds. Yes. Please feel free to mix and mingle in the comments. I would love for you all to connect with each other, network with each other, share with everyone what your expertise is what your role is, what your company is. Feel free to connect with each other. You never know who you might meet and you might end up meeting a potential client, partner, employer, you just never know. And uh, so please feel free to mix and mingle in the comments below. And uh, as I do every week, I start off with a content tip of the week. And this week I wanna talk all about comments. Do not underestimate the power of comments on LinkedIn. In fact, on any platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, there is power in comments. And so even if you create no content whatsoever on LinkedIn, it's still really important that you comment. And that's a great way to meet people as well as you know, create relationships with connections. So when you're out there on LinkedIn, comment on companies that you follow, comment on potential employers that you want to work for, comment on potential colleagues that you want to work with, comment on the feeds of content creators, thought leaders, industry leaders. And that is how you're going to get noticed by those people and start to develop this online relationship with people. And make sure that your comments are not just short ones, right? Um, you can start off with them, but make them very specific, make them very interactive, ask questions. Uh, if it's a post about five tips for something, add an extra tip from your perspective. And that's a great way to be noticed by all these different groups. And I've met clients in comments. I've met collaborators, uh, friends, partners, all kinds of things can come out of just a simple comment. And so definitely make sure that you take the time, I'd say maybe like 10 to 20 minutes a day, just commenting on other people's feeds. And within those comments, acknowledge the creator, you can give advice, you can um, even coach inside comments. If it's your own post, and you're replying to the comment, you can even do a little coaching and engaging within the comments itself. So don't ever forget the power of comments. And my favorite quote is, content may be king, but engagement is queen. 
So make sure you go out there and comment at least 10 to 20 minutes a day on these LinkedIn. And that's my content tip of the week. Okay, now for the part that I'm sure all of you are waiting for. The topic of today is getting started and making money on YouTube, right? Who doesn't want to make money? Um, and YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world behind Google. And even for me, like a lot of times before I buy something, I'm searching on YouTube before I, you know, want to learn about something or see a trailer or look up an old song, anything. I'm searching um, and watching videos on YouTube. I go there for entertainment. I go there for education. There's all kinds of purposes. And I couldn't think of a better speaker and person to talk to than Scott Simpson. So please join me in welcoming Scott Simpson, CEO of Video Marketing World. Hey, hey everybody. Scott. Hey, Fanny. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. And, oh. and a shout out to Lindy Chapman. I saw her in the chat. Hey, Lindy. Oh, Lindy. Love and everybody Lindy. Else too. Thanks for being here, everybody. Absolutely. We're, you're typically on YouTube and Facebook, Scott. So welcome to like the lives on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know. You, you were one of the special few that got selected for the privilege of LinkedIn Live. <laughs> <laughs> I begged and pleaded. <laughs> No, it took, it worked. I applied it worked. and then two months later, I somehow got approved and actually Love right it. when COVID started. So Perfect I don't know, timing. I, I got lucky. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But Scott, tell people like a little bit about your journey, right? How you went from, oh, gosh, speaker to writer to bookseller, author to YouTube content creator to now like consultant like tell tell us a bit about that journey and how you ended up here when you say it like that it sounds like i'm super add but it's all just been this like perfect, no it's a whole transition i know i know it's been this like perfect flow so um so let me back up you know 10 years no not 10 years gosh it's 2020 already okay so 14 years ago i was a uh, in the financial services industry 2006 2007 and then we all know what happened in 2008 right it just crumbled and um we were broke and I was in my early twenties. Uh, we were broke and my wife and I had this, this inspiration to write a children's book and we called it Fox in the mountain. It was all about this Fox's journey up to this mountain to get this fruit that no other, no, nobody else could reach. And it was the most delicious fruit in the entire world, whatever. And, um, and so we, we wrote this children's book and, uh, and we published it and it ended up being kind of like our journey to success, picking ourselves back up from our 2008 problems and, and, uh, and, and then creating this new life for ourselves. So fast forward a couple of years, we, we wrote the book, we had it published. We wrote a, an adult slash teen version of that book as well. Uh, called Fox in the Mountain as well. And I was, I was traveling around. I was speaking on the principles of the book, telling our story mm -hmm. and, in 2014, my wife was pregnant with my son. This is our third child at the time. And she's like, you can't, you can't go anywhere anymore. I need you at home because this is too hard. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it's like, Oh, come on, you can do it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. Um, but you stuck uh, her at home and I know Camber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a tough one, but, but even Camber's got her limits. Uh, so I, um, so I was like, well, let's, let's give YouTube a try. 
and I started talking about the principles of the book on YouTube. That was very early on in our uh, in our days in in our YouTube days. My channel was just called Scott Simpson back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly but surely, it transitioned into a family vlog where we would just share our success principles in our everyday life. So we kind of just lead by example. And we produced content daily for for six months, seven days a week. I mean, it was insane. Wow. I was working there it a is. full-time yeah. job uh, at that same time. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And that's, uh, so this is our, this is our, um, our biggest channel, uh, not our only channel, our biggest channel with just over 300 and I don't know, 335,000 subscribers somewhere in there. And then we've, we've also created a number of other channels just using the same principles of success that we, we uh, gained from building this channel. Um, And, and then in 2000, what is it? 2019 last year, I bought video marketing world, which is a local conference here in Dallas. I mean, it's, it's, it's based locally, but it's a worldwide conference and gosh, you know, it's just flowered into this, like, awesome agency that yeah. uh, that we that we've built and all sorts of cool opportunities now i work with i you know i still create content but i work with some of the biggest influencers in the world and it's been awesome <laughs> like russell brunson i will russell drop brunson. the name you're not <laughs> you're too humble to drop the name but i'm gonna drop the name <laughs> <laughs> well yeah yeah russell's awesome and and um yeah we've had some cool opportunities with with others as well so it's been fun awesome. it's been awesome. very fun Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you and I met through video marketing world. I think actually Craig Fisher um, knew uh, Jeremy and then Jeremy introduced us to to you. And I must admit, like one of the. I, I had a lot of preconceptions of of YouTube. Right. I just thought is for millennials. It's this <laughs> silly entertaining platform. Um, you think of it but, like we, th- we all think of TikTok now, right? Yes. In a way, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, it wasn't until I attended your video marketing world uh, two years ago, 2019, that I was like, holy smokes, I have been missing the bandwagon. <laughs> Um, cause there's just, there's just so much going on and I didn't even realize that there's, there's so many behind the scenes things of YouTube and, and we're going to get into all that. Um, but I'd love to hear from you if you could share like, like why YouTube, why YouTube as a platform and why should founders, creators, entrepreneurs, even corporations, why should we all be on YouTube? Oh my gosh, there's so many reasons. I, you know, the, the biggest reason is because YouTube simply is a search engine. And so your content that you create five years ago will still get views. We are, are one of our bigger videos we have still gets about 7,500 views a day. And we made it five years ago. 7,500 new people are finding my content every single day from a piece of content that I, that I made five years ago. And uh, so while you're chasing the views and the likes and the comments on, on platforms like LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook, and you're, you're constantly producing content every single day on YouTube, you can take a six month break and YouTube's still going to send you search yeah. traffic. Um, yeah. Some of our, some of our bigger clients, you know, they, they stop producing content altogether for a year and they still get 2,500 views a day. And um and they're still selling product and they're still getting phone calls and, and walk-ins uh, off the street into their, into their clinics. Uh, and I work with, with some people in the, 
I guess the same medical slash health profession, and they yeah. still get they get traffic in the door from the YouTube videos that they created years ago, yeah. and uh, that's why YouTube like everything yeah. else you're you you've got to stay on top of of your game. You got to yes. constantly be producing content, and it, you can burn out so fast and so uh, so hard. But with YouTube, it doesn't have to be the case. Absolutely, yeah it it lives forever, right? Like content kind of lives forever on YouTube. And as long as it's still relevant or like a, a search worthy thing, it pops up, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah so th there's two types of content, right? There, there's the trend content that's going to be relevant today. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it'll be relevant for a little while, but then you have the evergreen content, which is more like how to, how to, how to change a tire, right? Yeah. You're gonna have, until tires go away and everybody's driving and floating cars, you're going to have people looking for how to change a tire on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, and from now until the end of time. <laughs> yeah. So evergreen content is, uh, is, is an incredible strategy that will keep, mm. keep viewers flowing into your channel for years to come. Even a topic like uh, our fellow friend, Roger Wakefield, right? Yeah. Plumbing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he has just blown up in on YouTube and he talks about plumbing everyone like, and for those of you that think it's for the young and the millennials or whatever, Roger McField is, gosh, I don't know. I don't, he's been in the decades, right? Like, do you want to guess his age? Is that? <laughs> no, I'm not going to guess. I won't get myself into trouble. <laughs> 47. We'll but he's, 47. he's older than me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting up there. Um, so yeah, like it's, it doesn't matter, right? What the topic is as long as it's kind of eternal and, and search worthy. Right. Yeah. And, and real fast, I will, um, I'll tell some of the, the strategy that Roger puts in place. I'll, I'll do that at the end though. So that way we can yeah. get through all of your talking points, but some of the strategy he puts in place in order to explode his channel. Um, I'll, I'll share some of those insights here in just a little bit. That'd so be awesome. Funny. Yeah. Y'all are going to get like the inner secrets from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I started off with kind of like my misconceptions initially. I don't hold yeah. those misconceptions anymore. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people that still, there's like still a lot of myths of YouTube, right? What have you heard that are misconceptions and myths of YouTube? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest ones that I hear are that um, uh, that YouTube is for is for the young only. I mean, that's just that's just completely wrong. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest channels, one of the fastest growing channels is, um, oh my gosh, it's, it's, uh, it's a, uh, a Hispanic lady who lives like in, she lives, I think in Mexico and she just cooks on a hot stone. Um, like a, it's like a hot stone and her channel exploded from zero to millions of subscribers wow. in just a few months. And she's like in her 60s, 70s. I don't wow. guess, but yeah. I mean, she's a grandma. So yeah. She's up there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and the other, the other misconception is that, or the other myth is that it's, it's too late to start on YouTube. Mm. The thing is, is as we, as these platforms have been around now for, uh, 10, 15 years, yeah. we have realized that content creation kind of follows a similar cycle to television, um, mm. where you have something that, uh, you've, you've got a show or a channel that reaches peak and then it kind of tapers off and then it plateaus or just all just disappears altogether. 
And so there are constantly shows and channels that are coming in and out of popularity on YouTube. People are always looking for something to follow, something to watch especially in 2020 yeah. when, with coronavirus, like people are stuck, stuck at home. home. Yeah. I think it was like a 14 or 15% increase um, in viewership just in March alone when everybody was stuck at home. So everybody just went to YouTube, went to Netflix, went to Facebook because yeah. there was nothing else to do. You're all trapped. Yeah. And in a way, um, like I'm almost not surprised that lady's cooking channel, <laughs> even if it's on a hot stone blew up because we're also not going out as much and we're cooking more at home. I mean, grocery yep. stores are doing so well, right? Cause we're, we're not going to restaurants as much. And so I, I'm always Googling um, and watching YouTube videos on cooking different things. Like we're trying all these different recipes now, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there's a, there's a need for it. And, and as the, um, the audience of YouTube gets older, they get more mature. They mm. stop, they stop watching Jake and Logan Paul. They stop watching, um, um, uh, Jojo Siwa. And now they're starting to watch a, a, an older demographic who, who can teach them things that they need to know for yeah. the, the new stage of life that they're in, you know, yeah. how to tie a tie, um, how to, mm. uh, you know, how to, to, how to polish up your interview skills, you know, those yeah. types of things. That's what, that's what five years ago, the, the how to live stream looking for now, how to <laughs> live stream. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's looking for that type of content now. And yeah. so there's always opportunity to, to blow up on YouTube. Okay. So I think you kind of answered my next question is like, is it too late? Is it too late to get started? I mean, you've done it for years. Right? How how is someone that starts from zero ever going to catch up or even gonna get noticed? Like, how do you go from zero and compare yourself to someone that's got like millions of subscribers or views? Yeah. So so first of all, you have to go into YouTube with the right mindset, right? Just like any mm-hmm. other social media platform, if if you're not willing to put in the legwork, then you're not get, really going to get much out of it. You're going to burn out quickly. Like mm-hmm. Fanny, I'm, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting a couple dozen people who are watching your live stream. You probably didn't get a couple dozen people on day one, or you probably mm-hmm. didn't get a hundred likes on your posts on day one. It yep. takes time to build up a following. And so with YouTube, um, because it's a search engine, it's, it's a little bit easier to, for, uh, to, to grab a cold audience. Whereas with like LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, you're dealing with your connections with YouTube, you're dealing with a worldwide population. Um, so it's all a matter of creating content that they're searching for and making sure Mm -hmm. that you are very uh, niche focused. Like you, you are, you're creating content on one subject, not, not a variety of subjects like on here when we're doing our live stream you, you could talk to me one week and then you could talk to somebody yeah. who's a uh, a specialist of you know google plus right <laughs> not, not i feature plus. artists yeah yeah, yeah like or, art yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and, and that really wouldn't fly on youtube you got to be mm-hmm. very specific as to who your mm-hmm. audience is and what you're teaching so that way yeah, that way youtube can categorize your channel the right way and get it in mm-hmm. front of people who are looking for um looking for your content yeah Let's talk about that a bit more, like about this niching down, right? Like how, how niche do you think we need to be? Um, So that's a really good question. I would say enough that your value proposition is different from, from your competitors. So for example, like um, let's just, let's have the, uh, um, 
Because a YouTube content creator, right? There's tons of YouTube content yeah. creators giving advice. So how yeah. would one stand out from another? And so, how, okay, so, yeah, so yeah. specifically, if, if we're talking about like YouTube training, um, what I would say is focus on a very specific subset of the analytics and, and be the mm. master of that on YouTube. Or focus on how you can use a service like TubeBuddy to grow your YouTube channel. So rather than just saying, Hey you guys, today I'm going to teach you five tips on how to grow your YouTube channel. It's uh, today I'm going to teach you five tips to uh, on how to use A/B testing with TubeBuddy to grow your YouTube channel, and get very specific. And mm. those people, uh, because you will be one of the only people who have created a video like that, it's much easier for YouTube to get the people who are searching for that content in front of your content, in front of in front of your mm. video or or to your video. So it's, it's getting very specific. Um, now, some categories, you don't need to be that specific because they're just not that popular. So if you're talking about mm. you know, stock trading or stock options, that's a very mm -hmm. specialized category. And, and there's not a lot of people who know what they're talking about um, or who are creating content for the yeah. masses on that subject. So you could go into that subject and pretty much take the entire topic and right. you'd be all right. But if, if you're going into, um, you know, if you're going into a, a topic that is more popular, then you've got to find your angle and, yeah. and be very specific and very, very niche with that. I'm just looking at some of the comments here. Clark White was just talking about kids playing with new toys are always a hit. Yes, <laughs> Millions of new market, views. Though, very right? saturated market. Yeah. 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 But when there was one kid, right, that just made millions Ryan. yeah ryan Ryan's toy reviews yeah ryan yeah ryan is one he of must the be a teenager now <laughs> i don't think so i think he's still i think he's still pretty young okay maybe, maybe but i mean he yeah he he's worth tens of millions of dollars now um but yeah. he was one of the very first and one of the best in his category when he came out now a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon and tried to catch up to him but nobody is ryan ryan is yeah. you know he's a legend now <laughs> So there is something to to kind of be like first in the gate, right? And yeah. um, or through the gate, I should say, uh, to because you're kind of like the niche, and then you build it up from there, and then everyone else is like a copier. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, and that's okay. I mean, there there are some people like in the in the fitness space. Um, I I I have some clients in the fitness space, and and there are a couple of uh, you know celebrity. Um, fitness instructors like Blogilates. She's been around. Cassie from Blogilates has been around for a very long time. Huh. Um, she's got five million subscribers. Chloe Ting, she's another one in the fitness industry. She's only been in the game for a, a few years, uh -huh. and she now has fifteen million subscribers. So she she passed uh, Blogilates just this mm. last year, and mm. so there are opportunities to skyrocket past. But when you're um, or to be the leader of your your category but uh but when you're coming into a category that's that's pretty saturated that the odds of you blowing past the people who've been in it for a long time are are slim yeah but um, but that's okay because again people are falling in and out of love with their favorite content creators and yes. and they're always looking for somebody new we are fickle as a human race <laughs> <laughs> that's right i go i go between the office and parks and rec and, you know, I fall in and out of love with each of them. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, even just looking across these comments, right? The, the kind of stuff that people look at, like Mindy, I've been learning tech stuff. 
Mary says, my husband watches videos to fix our home appliances, right? I saw yeah. something, you know, uh, Mike Rochelle, the plumbing videos, right? <laughs> probably, yes, you've probably seen Roger's videos. Uh, he's definitely all over there. And yeah, so like we we look at it from all these different angles, all these different topics. And yeah, I guess it, it never does get old, does it? Nope. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of, of you know, 8 billion people on the planet. Everybody's a little bit unique. And so we all have something off to offer that is fun and entertaining. <laughs> So if I'm starting from scratch, right, what would be kind of like five tips you have to get started on YouTube? Okay. Okay. So, um, so here's where you start is make sure that your, your channel is optimized. You've got your, uh, you've, you've got a good, um, profile picture, right. Of you, not of a logo, but of you, people don't, fall in love with a logo, they fall in love with a person. So you want to make sure that say that again. I've heard you say that many times, but it <laughs> it needs to be emphasized. Say it yeah, again. People don't fall in love with the logo. They don't want to follow a logo. They want to follow a human. They they people come to the internet as humans looking for a human experience. And so you need to give that to them. And so if you're representing a business, doesn't matter. Make the profile picture a person and people will be more likely to follow you because they can connect with you. Um, and make sure that you have your banner art uh, um, produced in a way that looks high quality. It makes you look professional. Make sure that you have a, uh, make sure that you have a, a value proposition in your channel art. So that way, when people come to your channel, they know exactly what kind of content you're, you're going to be producing for them. So they're not confused. A confused mind is a mind that will leave or wander. And so you want to make sure that what you're producing is crystal clear to the potential audience or the potential subscriber. Um, I and love then that. Sorry. From, I, I oh, have to repeat that. Yeah, yeah. A confused mind will wander. <laughs> That's right. A confused mind will wander. And, and I know and, that from personal experience. I, my yeah. mind is wandering all the time. So Yeah, same. Like, and, and I think that's the, I think that reinforces your point also about being niche, right? A lot of times I talk to different people and they want to talk about like anything and everything because they want to try to like hit as many viewers as possible. But like to your point, if you touch on too many things and you're not niche, then it really will cause confusion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay so, so the second one is high quality banner art and the specific yeah. value proposition. Yep. Number and three. I just want to say real fast, uh, Cameron just left a, a, a comment. People Please. want to connect with people. Love that. So um, one of the ba the best examples I can give you guys is Maybelline New York is a billion-dollar company. They have a channel with 300,000 subscribers. Nikki Tutorials started when she was a teenager. She does makeup routines. She has 15 million subscribers. Nikki Tutorials can completely demolish Maybelline's uh, Maybelline New York's bottom line with one tweet, with one video that's complaining about Maybelline New York. And th the reason that Nikki Tutorials is so much more successful than Maybelline New York on YouTube is because she's an authentic human. Yeah. Maybelline is a billion dollar company. Nobody wants to follow a billion dollar company with their perfect models and their perfect, <laughs> you know, makeup routines and all that stuff. They want authenticity. And that's why Nikki Tutorials has so much power and clout in the industry because she's authentic. So just, mm. just keep that in mind. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. 
Um, so yes. Okay. So number two, high quality banner art value proposition. Yep. Now we're going to move over into content. So three really is being niche and, and having that niche niche. Sorry. I, you know, everybody says it a different way. So we'll just go with niche niche. Have that niche niche that, that people can follow that YouTube it's easy for YouTube to categorize. So make sure that your content is focused on one category. And, um, and here's number four, and this is a big one. And this is where a lot of people get hung up. Um, uh, <laughs> I said that. And then as soon as I said that, poof, it was gone. Um, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, create content that people are searching for when you're first starting, create content mm -hmm. that people are searching for. That means do keyword research before you ever hit the record button. You need to know exactly what people are searching for so you can cater your content to the search algorithm. Uh, because when you are brand new at YouTube, it doesn't matter if, if you, um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter how dynamic of a personality you are. It doesn't matter how amazing your film uh, skills are. If you don't create content that people are searching for, your content will not be viewed. So you have to create content in the beginning that people are searching for. Now, once you have uh, 20,000 subscribers and you, every video you post gets a couple thousand views, then YouTube will, they're, they're more relaxed on um, what they share of yours because they know that people like you. But when they're just testing you, they have no idea. They need to know that people are going to watch you. And then they also need to know what category you're in so they can serve your content to the people who are looking for your content. And so the beginning of YouTube is to, uh, the, when you're first starting on YouTube, you need to create content that is very search friendly, how-to content. Um, and, and that will help you. Um, yeah, that'll help you. Awesome. Get, get seen and grow. And then I, I would say number five is, uh, is engagement. Make sure that you, this goes in line with your tip for the day. Uh, mm -hmm. Make sure that you are engaging on every comment. Make sure that you're, uh, that you are talking to your audience, not talking at them. You want to have conversations with your audience. So that way they, they like you and they, they want to follow you. And there's just something about, you know, when you're, when you're listening to a live stream or when you're listening to a YouTube video, um, you know, for example, right here, right now, anytime that we say somebody's name, um, it, it's an endorphin rush for us as a viewer, right? You're like, oh, I want to hear my name. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm listening to somebody who, who has some clout and authority. And, um, and again, like we, we, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, that's always the perception of the audience member. And so if you can give your audience some attention that way, they will keep coming back for more because it becomes and it becomes an addiction, just like any yeah. endorphin rush. So, so yeah, in love yep, ultimately, exactly, exactly. So give, yeah, give, give your audience attention. Awesome. Well, speaking of that, let's see what people are saying in the comments. Sounds great. <laughs> and please ask your questions. Like Scott's a busy man, so get him while you can. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll tell you all kinds of ways to connect with them after the show. Um, Volta has a question. Would you recommend engaging on other channels as well? Yes. Uh, authentic engagement, though. Never, ever, ever go to another channel and say, hey, come check out my channel. Or, hey, I just made a video like that as well. You should take a look at it. The, the idea is to, um, is to engage with people in real relationships or in, in real conversation. And so... Uh, 
Um, so I would absolutely recommend going to other channels and just watching their content and then giving them real authentic comments. And, yeah. and I would do it. Some of the strategy, if, if you're wanting to do it for growth strategy, right, it, it's good practice just to go and build relationships with people. But if you're wanting to, to use that as a growth strategy, the idea is you go to other channels that are in similar categories, niche niches, and you speak to the, or, or you, you start conversations on channels that aren't um, the biggest in the category, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're small to medium range, you know, a step or two above where you're at. And they're a lot easier to get through to, and they're a lot easier to build those connections with. And, um, and then, you know, they don't have uh, the, the, the ego problem that a lot of the giant <laughs> YouTubers have. <laughs> and so they're more willing to engage you. Yeah. There's our, there's our plumbing star in the Roger Wakefield shout out to you he's like two of my oh, is Roger here yeah wow Roger thanks up, for Roger? tuning in <laughs> for all your plumbing needs go to Roger Wakefield that's right <laughs> do you like that plug Roger <laughs> uh, let's see let me see make sure I haven't skipped any questions I saw one earlier um There's a bunch of questions here Okay, I was just going through the old one. Oh, oh, oh um, yeah. but here, let's see. There's no, no, <laughs> no, Yumi. Are there any tools you would recommend for topic keyword searching? Great question. Yeah, that is a great question. So specific to YouTube, um, TubeBuddy and VidIQ are top in my book. I, I use both of them. I, I use them for different reasons. I use vidIQ mostly for new keyword research ideas. And then I use TubeBuddy for keyword, um, for keyword research ideas as I'm search engine optimizing each one of my videos. So, and the reason is because the vidIQ keyword research tool is a little bit more simple and intuitive to use and it and it gives you more options and, and it's it's just gives you more for less in, in less time and TubeBuddy is uh, is great at just giving you options on the go so it's like okay mm -hmm. here's a hundred keywords grab the ones you like copy paste you're done mm -hmm. um, so both of those tools are phenomenal awesome. highly recommend them Cameron asks, live video comments versus regular video comments. Um, I wasn't aware they were different, but they seem to be. What do you think on this topic? Do you do a lot of lives on YouTube, Scott? Uh, not anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what we'll do now are uh, premieres. We'll, we'll, uh, so we'll do premieres where we say, hey, at five o'clock, we're starting our video or we're releasing our new video, come to the premiere and communicate with us in the chat. And so the chat on premieres works a lot like it does in live where you get all of the comments scrolling on the side like we're seeing now. And um, and then as soon as the video is live, those comments disappear and all of the new comments show up in the regular comments section. So mm. I, I like doing premieres because I can sit there and I can respond to every single comment or, or a is lot premiere of is a subset of YouTube. It's, it's like a, a, it's a scheduling preference. So you can, oh. you can say premiere this video, instant premiere. It just means as soon as you hit click, it's going to give you a two minute countdown and, uh, and then your video will be live. And then everybody has, everybody who follows you has two minutes to come to your channel and, um, and jump on board the premiere and then engage with you in the comments. And then oh. you can schedule premiere. So you can say, Hey, my, my video is going live at 3 PM. Come and join me. And then everybody will get notifications up to that point. So that way they 
um, wow. they can be on board as soon as you go live. I noticed someone like, so one of the other people I admire on YouTube is Sean Cannell and he yeah. does a lot of lives, but he sets it up in such a way that it's, it lives long. Um, like even after the live, it's so relevant and everything has this great pacing and flow to it as well. Right? Yep. Yep. Sean is, um, so Sean, it's Cannell, by the Cannell. way. Oh, Sean sorry. Cannell. But okay. no, that's okay. The, the re I'm going to tell you how I, how I remember that is because he told me Cannell rhymes with channel. And so now I never have forgotten it. <laughs> it's with two N's and two L's, right? I, yeah, I think so. Two N's, Sean two L's. Cannell. Yeah. For Sean those Cannell. of you out there, follow him as well. Cannell He's... rhymes with channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sean's, Sean's great. And, and yeah, his live strategy is awesome because he makes his lives, uh, searchable. So, and he, he yeah. stays on topic, he stays on point. And that's how you, that's how you benefit from lives on YouTube is it, if you want to do lives, that's great. Just make sure that they are searchable. The mm. titles are searchable and you've got good engaging thumbnails. So that way people click on your content. Okay. That one's for you, Cameron. Great, great answer. Uh, real quick, Heidi, Scott, outside of YouTube, how do you network? Um, <laughs> all on social media. I, I mean, I, I have a Facebook group that that people uh, that people are joining all the time. And, and I go live. Uh, I go live once a week on our in our Facebook group. But I also have that blasted out to uh, our Facebook page. And I even put it on my personal and, um, and then I just engage with people in other groups on other Facebook groups. And so there's a lot of opportunity to, uh, to network, even in this, you know, this time of coronavirus, just by jumping and yeah. in, jumping into Facebook groups. I don't, I don't do a lot on LinkedIn because I, I still haven't figured out how really to navigate things. And, and I mean, as we all know, LinkedIn is like, if you oh. want to ever find any content ever again, you got to click so like much. 50 buttons to get. Yes. <laughs> Even this live, I have to like, when I, when I promote this live, I have to include a post and a video to show people how to tune into this live. Yeah. So yeah. yes, I agree. I would agree with that. So yes. Uh, but, but uh, Facebook is really Facebook and other social media. I, Facebook is probably where 95% of my networking comes yeah. from. Now. And for those of you in the audience, Scott has a um, a Facebook show, and we'll we'll pull that up later. And that you interview other YouTube content creators, right? That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, last question before we move on to the next one, real quick, is uh, what do you think about Jay says? What do you think about those that buy subscribers? Uh, -uh. don't do it. Don't ever mm -hmm. do that. Um, there's a couple reasons you don't want. He to thinks buy it's notorious on YouTube. Do you see that? Do people really do that? They buy so subscribers. It it depends on what their end goal is because there are a lot of people that do that to, to really to elevate their status, hmm. the vanity status, right? It doesn't really give you anything good. Um, bought subscribers, uh, most of the time you buy them, they're going to be bought from some third party in in a different country that's going to give you. They're just a lot of fake accounts, and yeah. um, and YouTube will delete those accounts after a couple months, sometimes a couple weeks, sometimes a couple months. Um, the other thing is that if you, if you have legitimate subscribers that don't follow your content regularly, they'll be purged as well. 
And so if they come and engage for 10 seconds and subscribe to you, YouTube's going to purge them in, in six months if they're not uh, actively following you. So uh, so just keep that in mind. Don't ever buy subscribers. The, the yeah. best thing, if, if you want to invest in your YouTube channel, the best place to spend money is um, is you create a YouTube ad that's not directing people to your YouTube channel, but that's direct directing people to your product or service. And, uh, and then they will watch your ad. And then a lot of the times, a good chunk of them will actually subscribe just as a, a side effect of them watching your ad. And, and so you can grow your, your subscribers that way, but, but then you actually have an ROI because you're selling products mm -hmm. or services. Or you're like, the ad is pointing them to a website where they yep. buy something. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. But then, you, I mean, your, your channel is attached to that ad. And mm -hmm. so people are going to look at your channel. They're going to find your content. They're going to subscribe to you. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know, um, I know two guys right now who are doing that. Uh, one of them has mm -hmm. gained 200,000 subscribers in the last six months, oh. just by selling his course mm -hmm. through YouTube ads. And, uh, and so he's got a massive channel now. Now he's not getting a ton of engagement because a lot of those subscribers again are dead, yeah. but he's getting more engagement now than he was six months ago. Mm -hmm. And he got the silver play button, which is clout. And he's made millions of dollars selling his course. So win, 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 you know, wow. <laughs> <Did> everything. <laughs> so the next part is something that you've drilled into me that okay. I must admit, I'm still learning, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> If nothing else, folks, this is what I've learned from Scott Simpson. Thumbnails and titles. Yes. Thumbnails and titles. Tell them why. Tell them okay. why. So think of it like this. Um, thumbnails and titles are your marketing department. And mm -hmm. and, and this is, the, I, I always explain it this way, and it's, um, I, hopefully it, it paints a clear picture. But if, if you were working for a corporation like McDonald's in their advertising department, and they're bringing the McRib back or whatever. And uh, they're like, hey, we, we need some really good, clean pictures of McRibs for our new advertising campaign. The guy who's in charge of photographs in the ad department, he's not going to go to McDonald's, order a McRib and start taking pictures of the McRib in the box or the, the bag because there's going to be it's going to look nasty. You know, you open up the wrapper and there's holes in the buns and sesame seeds everywhere and and rib sauce all over the, the packaging. Like you take a picture of that, and it's going to look awful. So what they do is they curate a fake <laughs> McRib that's made out of clay or whatever. Mm -hmm. They baste it with red barbecue sauce looking paint. Um, the bun is plastic. The sesame seeds are fake. The cheese that lays over it is is rubber. Um, but it makes the best, most appetizing picture. And so, and then they you know, pump in some steam. <laughs> they pump in the steam. Now it's probably just a Photoshop filter, or Photoshop like uh -huh. brush. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they curate the perfect McRib for their advertisements. When you are creating thumbnails for your videos, you need to curate the absolute best, most enticing, most clickable thumbnail possible for your piece of content. You don't want to just grab a random screenshot right out of the middle of the video and throw that up as your thumbnail because when people are searching for your content, you know, scrolling through YouTube um, and they see this like homemade, you know, random screenshot, they're not going to click on it. What they will click on is that amazing fake McRib thumbnail that you've created 
that bring builds curiosity and uh, evokes emotion in them. And um, and so YouTube thumbnails are more important than almost anything else on YouTube. I mean, titles, you, you got to have the keyword research down like we talked about. But thumbnails are the reason people click. If you have a really compelling thumbnail, it doesn't matter what the title is, people are going to click on it. And um, and so you need to keep that in mind. Learning how to do thumbnails correctly is uh, is worth its weight in gold. I don't even know if that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, one of the best resources for thumbnail ideas that I go to are, are um, websites like BuzzFeed, you know, because mm -hmm. you go to like a, a website like BuzzFeed and it's like the, the five things they didn't tell you before going on an airplane, you know, and then it's got this like airplane and there's like a, they, they, they clickbait everything. Right. But yeah. clickbait, clickbait's what gets clicked. Is it this one? Um, BuzzFeed so, video? No, no, but BuzzFeed, the website. Um, ah, okay. No, but, um, Let's see here. But, but I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, most large YouTube channels will use clickbait in their, um, uh, in their thumbnail. Well, there's uh, Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. So I so have a... gotten into so many holes, <laughs> like, like tunnels watching this. By the way, Mr. Beast, one of the biggest like YouTube channels, right? On, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, these thumbnails, I I know it's um, silly, but Mark I still Rober. click on it. Go to Mark Rober. Okay. Mark Rober, R-O-B-E-R. -E Mark Rober has uh, some of the most clickable thumbnails that oh, I've ever seen. So click, yeah, that. click on his uh, his channel. Go to his channel. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, even looking at that picture right there with the elephant toothpaste, um, it just makes you stop and ask a question. The goal for your thumbnails is to get your audience to stop scrolling and ask themselves a question. If they ask a question, they have to click in order to get that question answered. It's it's psychology. And um, and so um, scroll down a little bit. I'm gonna show you my favorite thumbnail on Mark's. Okay, right there with the shark. Can you zoom in at all? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, hold you, on, I think I have a, to do. A zoom in feature, maybe. Um, I just wanna show show everybody what that, that thumbnail looks like. Okay. So look at how many oh. views it has. Four. Whoops, lost it. Forty nine million. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Damn Apple. <laughs> I hold don't. on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna get back there, Fanny. We got this. This is this is live, everybody. <laughs> it's live. They've seen me make many mistakes. There it's it is. Okay. There it is. Oh, back back a couple. Yeah, okay. Right there. right there. Okay, mm -hmm. forty nine million views. I, I want to ask everybody. 69. Yeah. Was oh, it 60, 60? Oh, yeah. Okay. 69. My eyes are bad. Um, 69 million views. Everybody in the comments. Yeah. Everybody in the chat. What is the question that you ask yourself when you look at that thumbnail? So leave that in the chat. And, and yeah, for, let us um, know. and, and, and then I just want to say, you know, with Mark's thumbnails, he is a master at getting people to ask themselves a question. So just keep that in mind, everybody. When you are creating content, get your audience to ask a question, because if they ask a question, they're gonna they're going to um, they're gonna watch your content to get that question answered. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Thumbnails and titles, though. Thumbnails and Thumbnails titles. Thumbnails and titles. Yes. And uh, and I think that's. See, we're not just gonna talk about it. You and I said we're we're gonna talk about some case studies. Okay. 
yep. right? Because you you had a lot of success with a variety of clients. Um, and so let's show people some examples, right? Like, let's show them what you mean. Um, I think one of them was speaking of niche, right? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> oh, they, oh, one the of them. Are coming in. Look at the comments. Sorry, I didn't mean to yes, get off, Fanny. No. The they got it. That's right. Are you going to get eaten? Yeah. That's it. That's the question. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm a terrible guest. See no one yet. <laughs> Is he bleeding? Yes. Did he get bitten? Right? We want right. to know. Did he get eaten? I want to know. Did the shark bite his hand off? <laughs> now you're all going to go watch it, aren't you? <laughs> it's such a good video, too. You're going to yeah. go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave my show yet. Wait till after my show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so... Let's go through some case studies, right? Like okay. speaking of niche, right? Hold on, let me zoom out a little bit here. One of the channels that you've worked on is talks about weather of all things. Yeah, pow. Right? Yeah, pow pow. Do I type in pow P-O-W? P-O-W pond. Yeah. Pow and then ponder. There you go. Set yeah, us up. So Describe so this. Roy Ponder is a self-taught weatherman. He, he lives in McKinney, Texas. He's local. And um, I worked with Roy from, from day one, uh, you know, trying to just help him set things up in a way that would be conducive to, to his, uh, the time commitment that he could, he could have. And then also just trying to get him set up as quickly as possible. So what's cool about Roy is that he's very specialized in what he does. There's not a lot of weather channels there is the weather channel. And yeah. then there's a number of other weather enthusiasts who are doing similar things to Roy, but Roy had kind of a, a golden opportunity because he's, he's older. Uh, he understands how the weather works in, in a way where he can break it down and make it understandable by a, a fifth grader. Yeah. Um, and so people love his content because he's so simple to, it's so simple to understand what he's so easy to understand what he's talking about. So when we first started with Roy, here, here's a, this is kind of a secret strategy that I'm going to tell you guys. Um, it, it's called the double down strategy. So when we first started working together, I said, Roy, I want you to produce content um, four to five times a week for, uh, for a month. And mm -hmm. uh, we're going to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so he did. He, he was producing, I think he produced four, I think it was four times a week for, for the first number of months. Um, but within a month, he had one of his videos pop. Can you go to the very bottom, Fanny? Yeah, uh, I've seen some with 16,000. Yeah, yeah. When on a I weather say, topic. Yeah. When I say pop, what I'm meaning is that, well, his other videos were getting 100 or 200 views a piece. This one got 1,500 views. And so it was an outlier. So you can see, um, let's see here. Yeah, so this that, is the that, very the first one, one that's like number 10 in. It's the second lineup on the far, far left winter outlook uh oh, there winter uh, yep. outlook Twenty eight thousand. Yep. Twenty eight thousand views. views so he was 10 videos in is that is that 10 yeah 10 videos in yeah and he had that video pop and um and it got a substantial uh, amount of views more than the other content and so what we did was a couple of weeks later we did around two and you can see that um let's see here scroll up just a little bit and let's see here. Uh, oh, right there. 
to uh, the far left, 6,200 views. Yeah. So, so the strategy was that he was getting this video or he had this video that was getting all these views. It was bringing subscribers in. I didn't want him to just make every video a, a winter outlook because that would have been boring and he needed to diversify and make sure that he was, he was serving the needs of other people who are coming for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but then he did of a round two, a new forecast because the weather is always changing. You guys, I mean, you can produce content <laughs> on the weather every single day and have something new. Uh, and then he just, he kept doing that. He just doubled down, triple down, quadruple down. And that helped him go from zero subscribers to, I think it was 5,000 subscribers yeah, in just, he has, just a few months. And I now mean, he has 20,000. And then he, yeah. So he just passed. So he took a break. Um, from the beginning of the year, he kind of he kind of tapered off, and then all through the summer, he took a, a three month break in the summer, and then he started back in September. September thirtieth is when he, or I think it was September thirty first, is when he hit ten thousand subscribers, and then in the last month, he's got another ten thousand. Wow! Um, and so he's yeah. That's he's on weather, really, folks. Yeah. Weather. Yep, and he sells rain gauges and you know stuff like that, and so it's through it's affiliates. Just, Scott, is that uh, the... he has his own he has his own rain gauge, and I'm not sure I don't wow. I'm not sure exactly how how it all works, but um, yeah, he's I think he's trying to set up a store where he can sell more than just rain gauges, but people can come and order stuff and then yeah. have it shipped directly to him. And and I tell you what, like you would think weather is so dry. Right. Like, but let me tell you something, <laughs> because, because I am married to a man that loves the weather and in the office, he's going to like, he doesn't watch my show, so <laughs> I can make fun of him. Um, he will have his, the weather channel on in the background. And like, we've actually like, evaluated like cable services based on whether they have the weather channel or not. <laughs> and at one point we, he put up this huge, like six foot wood posts just so he can mount a weather station on top nice. of it in our backyard, marring <laughs> my view out of my window. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but to your point, right? All you need is the enthusiasts, right? Yep. You just need the enthusiasts to double down or like pay attention to your niche or niche, whatever, right? And then they'll buy from you, right? They, they'll spend that money because a weather geek will want to buy that rain gauge. Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? Well, the, the coolest thing about Roy, everybody, this is super important. Roy has never edited a single video. He's never edited a video. What, what does that mean? means he, he doesn't edit his videos. He just films them all in one take. And, and then he pop, pops them up on you. He doesn't know how to edit. He doesn't want to edit. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, anybody who's out there who can empathize with Roy, they're like, man, I don't want to edit. You don't have to edit to be successful on YouTube. You can just produce content that is in presentation mode, film it all in one take, throw it up there. Um, See, so Cameron, I love the pow panner. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, just subscribed. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Mike, I didn't know you're a weather geek. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Roy's awesome. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, the, the cool thing is, you guys, is that most people just overcomplicate everything. Right. And it's like I, the, the, the top three reasons that people don't start YouTube or they they they, um, you know, they don't start video or social media in general 
is time, money, and their confusion. They overcomplicate things. And so if you can eliminate time, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I, like, I accidentally flipped the bird, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, if, if you can eliminate those three holdbacks, then YouTube can be awesome. It can be really simple. Time, right? It's like Roy doesn't edit. He films all of the stuff and he's, you know, in and out and done within an hour. Um, money, you know, he, he films on a webcam. You can film on an iPhone. Mr. Beast got 100,000 subscribers on an iPhone 6. You don't have to have fancy equipment. And confusion, don't overcomplicate it. It's super yeah. simple. Say what you want to say, get in, get out, and upload, and you're good yeah. to go. I think that speaks right to Volta because she said, I have the biggest hang up about editing. Yeah, it's so draining it. and time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> Molly thinks I should start a channel about my husband's geeky habits. Yes, I would like to do that. Would that be entertaining for you all? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Scott, good question from Mike. Do you help set up the equipment and capabilities for the video editing or do you do the editing for your customers? So we have in, in our agency, we've got a couple of different packages. Um, our, our base package is the SEO and thumbnail. So our, our clients film, they edit, and they send us the final product. We upload and do all of the SEO. Do we do all of the keyword research? Um, and, and we do the titles and, and thumbnails. Uh, so it just simplifies the back end of it. And then our, yeah. our you know next level up is we, we do all the editing as well. Um, yeah. We've got a team of editors that are phenomenal. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so if that's in your budget, then yeah, it's, it's worth it. I mean, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, Scott, I mean, at the end of the day, the editing, it, it all comes down to thumbnails and titles. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the golden ticket. You to, can have an awful video. If it has a, a great thumbnail, then, then you will, you'll get clicks to it. That, that's yeah. the thing like, and I, and I, I love and hate this about YouTube, but, um, you can produce the best piece of content that has ever been produced on YouTube and you can be outmarketed by an 18 year old who just created a better thumbnail than you and said the same stuff, but just talked on his webcam. And, you know, it's like, it's really frustrating, but it's also really awesome. It, it'll yeah. make you want to understand the psychology of thumbnails and titles and the marketing side mm -hmm. of things uh, because it's, it's absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. I want to get to, do you have time, Scott? We're, we've already gone over, but I think everybody loves you and wants to yeah, hear more. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's, I actually want you to pull up another channel when, yes. when we get to it too, because I've let's, got another one. Let's talk about your favorite topic. Okay. What's my favorite topic? Oh, I'll make money. It's a four letter word. Oh. <laughs> um, which Lice. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That was really loud. That was a loud laugh. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's a, uh, yes, the lice lady. So she's in. The, yeah, she's another one of my clients from last year. Um, great case study too. Uh, I, I learned from each one of my clients uh, something different, and um, and she's great. So the lice lady is uh, is a gal who's in based out of Boise, Idaho. She owns and runs a head lice removal clinic, and she wanted to um she wanted to sell product from her youtube channel and so i helped her launch and, and create her youtube channel we filmed 40 videos and released all of those videos in a four month period of time in uh, at the beginning of 2019 and what happened was really cool so she didn't ever really explode right because people don't 
really care too much about head lice and they're not like coming until they get it yeah they don't want to subscribe to it (laughs) they don't want to subscribe to it lice channel unless they're really into some weird stuff um (laughs) but uh but we knew that if we could just answer everybody's questions about lice then we could kill it on this channel and so if you scroll scroll to the to the beginning um fanny because we did a similar sorry to the bottom we did a similar tactic with with uh um the lice ladies who did with roy in that you know we had a video that popped a few weeks after uploading and then we six hundred twenty nine thousand views (laughs) yeah so she's you know she's killing it with that channel but or with that video what's cool about this though you guys is i said we produced 40 videos in the first four months. Well, she took a year break after that. She still got 2,500 views every single day and she sold product every single day. Uh, I think she's produced maybe five or 10 videos this year. And, um, and she still gets 2000 to 3000 views per day and sales all the time. She sold, I, I haven't looked in the last month or two, but she sold 400, uh, 400 units of her product um, in the first eight months. Right. And so she's just, and she's not doing anything. It's like she's not paying. <laughs> it's like, she's, she's just letting. But to your me... point about search terms, right? Like yeah. those are the words that I will use how to remove head lice. Right. 100%. If I wanted to, or like how to get rid of lice, right. Those are how to get rid of lice fast. Right. Like those are all <laughs> things I would type into the search criteria. Yep. If I had this problem. Yeah, we just wanted to dominate the head lice keywords, and uh, because we knew that we were, we were most likely only going to get somebody one time, and that was in the time of need. And yeah. uh, their, you know, their kid has head lice, and they're yeah. like, "I got to get rid of this now. Yeah. How do I get rid of lice fast?" And and so those are the keywords that we that we uh, that <laughs> look we at the baby <laughs> talk, talk, <laughs> talk about thumbnails. Yeah, I did all those thumbnails. You like that one? <laughs> The, the Photoshop is that's right. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, pat pat on my back for giving putting giant bugs on a baby's head in the thumbnail. Yeah, that is yeah. my call yeah. call to fame. There right you there. go. When you grow up, <laughs> that's what you'll end up doing. <laughs> uh, okay, and then ask the question, right? <laughs> it does. It does. And then um, let's do one more case study. And I think there was one that's very close to your heart. Yeah. Is that Operation Underground Railroad? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Please do that one. That's a great one. Set it up for us. Yeah. Operation Underground Railroad is an organization. Some of you guys are probably familiar with them. Um, They're an organization that fights human trafficking. So Tim Ballard was former, I think he was former Homeland Security. He, He left his job because there were kids uh he, he was out on a um gosh he, i'm gonna totally butcher the story but what i from what i remember he was out on a on a, a, a mission i don't want to call it a mission but it was a you know some type of a uh um some type of a um a case that they were working and there were kids that were missing that he wanted to he wanted to include as part of the mission and they said no you can't do that and so he he left his job and went full time trying to find these kids that had been kidnapped and trafficked 
And, um, and so it launched this organization and now he goes all over the world. They find traffickers, you know, these are sex traffickers. These are, um, these are labor traffickers. These are, you know, just human smugglers that are doing all sorts of gross and terrible things to kids and women and families. And, uh, and so this organization is out there to stop it. Sorry. That was such a long winded explanation, but, um, but they're, they're so amazing. So I started working with them earlier this year uh, when they had 9,000 subscribers. Um, and if you scroll scroll down a little bit on their page, you can They're tell. now at 93,000. Yeah, they're now mm-hmm. at 93,000. Um, so you can tell right where we started. Oh, back up a little bit. Back up, back up. Just yeah. a little bit. Yep, right there. Right you can tell where we started. Right. Yeah, that's, those are, that's when I started doing their thumbnails. And look at the difference. Yeah, the difference from one video to the next. Two point four to one hundred seventy six thousand. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next one is at what eight hundred eight hundred eighty five thousand. Yeah. yeah. So, so we knew that it this is an emotional. We we needed our audience to connect with this organization on an emotional level. Yeah. And so all of my thumbnails were um, designed intentionally to evoke the an emotion of sadness, of frustration, of anger. Um, and, um, and, and it worked and it, and it worked in a huge way. And so they've, they've grown from 9,000 to 90,000, 93,000 subscribers in the last eight months. And, and they, if they produce more content, they probably would have been over a hundred thousand and, you know, months ago, but, um, but they're producing, you know, one or two a month right now. So it's, they're a little bit on the slow side. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're killing it. And, and really mm-hmm. the only tweak that we needed to make was to their thumbnail because their content was great. But again, you guys, yeah. it's all about the marketing. If mm-hmm. you scroll, scroll back down for a second, Fanny, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you go to a channel and you see one of these videos, that's a random screenshot. So there's two right there down there in the, the bottom row that are right in the middle of just a random screenshot these two. From, mm-hmm. yeah, from the middle of a video. Yeah. And, um, They've got, you know, they've got a few thousand views, 15, 17,000, but these are yeah. stories. If, if you were to create a thumbnail that brought out the emotion of that story, these would be hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions of views. So well, it's like this, right? I mean, his baby was taken or she was caught, right? He was yep. saved. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And she they, was sold. My so there's, everyone is, is, everyone gets you to ask a question. And so like mm-hmm. she was sold, who was sold, who sold her, where did they sell her to, who has her, where is she? Um, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a phenomenal story. You guys, if you, if you have an opportunity to go watch that one, it's great. It's this, this girl who was sold when she was an infant, found her parents in her twenties and oh. Tim, Tim reunited them together, man, I'm going to get choked up. I better not. I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good though. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this this is to illustrate the power of thumbnails. The marketing department has to be on point if you want YouTube to succeed. Yeah. And then even it just goes to show whether you're a, um, you can be a nonprofit using YouTube to get the stories out. And then that can help you with fundraising, with sponsorship, with volunteers, with donations. I mean, it doesn't have to be, just from like a commercial standpoint, there's all these other ways that you can, you can use YouTube. Yep. Absolutely. It's all about just marketing to your audience. 
and mm-hmm. and that's what I've gotten really good at. So that's why <laughs> that's why I do what I do. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to the crux of it, right? Like, can you share with folks a bit on how to monetize their YouTube channel? What are different ways to monetize a YouTube channel? Oh my gosh, yeah, there, there are so many ways to monetize YouTube channels. So most people, and I don't know about your audience, you know, their familiarity with, with YouTube. Most people think that the big money is made from the ads that Google runs on your videos. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of money to be made um, from Google advertising. Uh, I mean, we've made six figures from Google ads. It's, it's not, it, it, it is substantial, but the yeah. big money is in selling your own products or services, right? Because YouTube operates, <clears throat> YouTube um, um, AdSense operates on what's called a CPM or cost per mill. So they, it's essentially how much you make per 1000 views. And most channels get between one and $2 per thousand views. During election time, it's like eight or $9 because YouTube rakes the campaigns over the coals. And so we all make a little bit more during the election time, uh, which is fun. But, uh, um, but most of the time it's one to $2. Now imagine if you sold one $50 product out of every thousand views. Yeah. Then your your CPM goes from one to two dollars to fifty one to fifty two dollars. That's where the real money is at on YouTube. So when we're talking about monetizing your business, it's not just you know how how much ads can I get on my how many views and how many ads can I get on my on my on my videos. It's what can I offer to the audience that what what does my audience need that I can offer to them? Or how can I offer my product or service? How can I create content that I can offer my product or service to them um, in, in my content, in my content strategy? And you can make six-figure income on YouTube with less than 5,000 subscribers as long as you're speaking to that audience and you're yeah. giving them what they want, what they need. You're solving mm-hmm. a problem. So, um, yeah, so, I mean... There are so many ways to monetize. Well, even for me, like I like, so I've been following uh, Sydney Dionzin yeah. after I met him at your video marketing world conference. Right. Like and so Sydney, for those, he was in one of my past episodes. He talks a lot about camera and video and audio equipment. Right. So I, I'd say there's been like two or three times that I've watched the video and then I went through the description and then clicked on his affiliate link and like bought something and then like affiliation, right? Also they get a certain percentage when I click on it, right? And I'm okay to do that because I just watched 10 minutes of his advice that I think was great. So I rather click on his link, buy from him, he gets a little cut and then rather than like going to the store to buy it or something, right? Like he's instilled loyalty in me because he's given value to me. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Affiliates are an amazing way to go. You don't have a product or service, but you can connect with you. You have a, um, a product or service that you have used that you can shout out in your videos and you can make a kickback or an affiliate commission on Uh, affiliates are a phenomenal way to, to earn income. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We, so we have a, uh, so uh, just for example, on, on um, one of my channels, we have a $100 product that we, uh, we launched in April. And um, 
and that's made it's it's over thirty thousand dollars just this year and i mean that's just a side thing and it's all passive we we made all the we, it was a course that we made it's got 20 videos or whatever and we sell it for 97 dollars, and it's it's made over thirty thousand dollars just as a side a side thing we don't even we don't do anything with it <laughs> just it just continues to produce income that so, passive income right yeah <laughs> yeah passive income yeah purely <laughs> passive income it's awesome yeah um i mean Scott, like I could talk to you all day. Like we, we, we've had so many conversations together and it's still awesome. Um, but I, I do want to kind of like make sure I'm conscious of your time. Um, how can people reach you? So uh, if anybody wants to reach out, connect with me here on LinkedIn. I, my, my notifications are turned on, so I get messages. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you can connect with me on Facebook. You can join us in our Facebook group. It's called Video Marketing World. Uh, it's just a video marketing world, Facebook group. Um, and I think we have, you have I the link. Yeah, there one. it is video marketing mm -hmm. world. Video Let me marketing go to world. it real quick. Oh, so it's facebook.com slash groups or group. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick here. This one, right? Yeah. There it yep, is. Let me, let me rewrite that banner. Yeah, I think it's. No. Yes. Let me rewrite that. This is live, folks. <laughs> here's the new link. He's, here's the better link. Yeah. Yeah. Slash groups slash video marketing world HQ. Yeah. So <laughs> I do a, a live video um, every week where we, we, we bring on influencers, big and small. Um, our biggest that we've brought in uh, has 7 million followers on TikTok. She's awesome. Um, and then our smallest, I think we've had was, it was Roy last week. He, who has, uh, 10,000 or he had 15,000 subscribers last week. So, you know, we're talking to people big and small. So that way you can, you can meet them at every step of the journey and, uh, and learn from them. Um, yeah. all yeah. kinds of great, like knowledge sharing too. I'm part of that group. And yeah, like you, people are also like interacting, asking questions and then you kind of get feedback and, and inputs from a variety of content creators as well. That's right. Yeah. We've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, A-list celebrity influencers are part of that group. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they're always in there ask, answering questions and, you know, having fun with us. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roger's part of that group too. <laughs> Roger's everywhere. <laughs> Roger is omnipresent. <laughs> Uh, so and that's why I, Roger does so well. Though. Oh, I, I did say we we're gonna we we're gonna share some Roger secrets. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, real fast, everybody. Please. Okay. So here's here's the deal, and Roger has done this phenomenally well, and and uh, and Roger talks about this a lot too. So I I don't feel bad talking about it. But what Roger does, what Roger did really really well, is he started his channel using those, those keyword phrases, answering the questions that people were typing in, how to, how to, uh, how to fix a broken toilet, how to fix a leaky pipe, how to, uh, find, uh, uh the source of a, of a, of an odor, um, you know, a, a sewer odor, those types of questions. And he did that for years. And then this, this last year, just in the last six, seven months, he started creating content that had a more universal appeal that was more entertaining. And so he's got, now he's, he does the things that are that are like um, 50,000 Orbeez in the drain. 
You know, this is a video that people aren't going to be searching for, but when it comes, when they come across it on the YouTube homepage or they come across it and suggest it, they're going to want to click on it because it has that curiosity factor. Now, if Roger would have started with that type of content from day one, he wouldn't have got very many views and it would have, if he tried to build his channel on that, it wouldn't, it would have taken him longer to take off. What he did was he built an audience of people who came from his how-to content and then he transitioned and started doing this content that was more trendy, that would have a broader appeal, that would that when people saw it and suggested that they would click it because it's so interesting. There's so much curiosity around it. So yeah. that's why Roger has exploded over the last few months is because he he is now has this new strategy of creating content that is that has that brought more broader appeal and it's um and it's done amazing things for his channel. So congrats, yeah. Roger. But, I mean, it's, I it's a long game, right? Right? Like he, he took the time, he was patient, he built it up. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. Roger, um, Roger did everything 100% accurately, the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's a great model to follow. And look at that, look at that banner. Like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. How cool does that look? Is that the coolest plumber you've ever met, folks? <laughs> uh, right? Okay. So, Scott, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think when you, you're going to see, <laughs> there's Roger. He's like, wait, all my secrets right there. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's the beauty of Roger. You're awesome, Roger. Under attack. So. Um, I so appreciate your time, Scott. For those of you out there, reach out to him, go to his Facebook group, connect with him on LinkedIn, watch his channels, listen to his advice. Like I've, I've learned so much from you, Scott. I continue to learn from you. And I think everyone else will get tons and tons of value from you. Um, I think we never stop learning. That's what I've I've realized, and um, and I love it. And most of all, you're just you're just a great person. Like you, you're always giving of your time, and and I so appreciate that, Scott. Well, thank you. Yeah, I get myself into trouble quite often, but uh, but I, I appreciate the opportunity to come here and and talk about something I love. So thanks everybody for for listening to me for the last eighty minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They stuck around. There's still 16 people on there. <laughs> Those are the diehards, the special fans. Um, yeah. So thank you, Scott. Um, give me like just two minutes. I'm just going to announce a few uh, upcoming events and then we'll wrap it up. Um, so for those of you out there, just want to let you know some of the upcoming events um, for ABTP, the Association of Business Technology Professionals. We have a session coming up Tuesday, November 10th at 6, uh, making sense of the chaos in building ethical systems. So for all you technology professionals out there, come and join us and network with other technology professionals. Anybody out there that is in aerospace and defense, um, my the company that I support for recruitment, Delaware Consulting, we are doing a webinar around how to win more government contracts. 
Um, right now, the government's going to be pumping a lot of money into that sector um, because a lot of people are going to be are affected uh, due to COVID and travel restrictions. So you don't want to miss that. November 10th, 1 Central. Go to DelawareConsulting.com. And then next week, tune in at 4 Central as I talk to, um, for all of you HR professionals out there, Talent Talks Live. I'm going to talk to Mesa Roberts, who's putting on an HR conference. And um, she's going to talk about the impact of to the events um, industry these days and how they're pivoting and adjusting. And Will and Madison from GoDaddy will also talk about the importance of learning and development. So that's for all you corporate professionals out there. Um, we're gonna go through all that. And, uh, but yeah, Scott, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, that's okay, <laughs> relax, <laughs> you did great. <laughs> Um, thank you, Scott. Thank you to the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And I always like to finish off by reminding you to shine your light, share your message, share your voice, share your content, and spread it to the world through video. Have a great rest of your week. And thank you for tuning in, everyone. Connect with Scott. <laughs> Bye. You guys. <laughs>